Welcome to Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Britz. So over the weekend, Cole Swider decided to forego his last year of eligibility. He will try to go pro. I was a little surprised by this because I think Swider is a little limited offensively. I don't think he can get his own shot. He's not great off the dribble. He was getting a lot better towards the end of the season where he could pick his spots and he was getting better at shooting contested threes, but I still think he's a little limited. However, he said he talked to people in NBA circles, Coach Beheim, his family, and they decided it was his best move to try to go pro. So we'll see what happens. I wish him luck, but it leaves a hole in the Syracuse starting five that I had projected. So without Swatter, it's looking like Samir Torrance, Joseph Gerard, Benny Williams, and Jesse Edwards. So who will fill that, that role there for Cole Swatter? Will Syracuse go a more three-guard offense with Judah Mintz? He seems like the most decorated guy in the class. I'm not going to get too much into recruiting and the guys coming in. I'm going to talk about that more probably next week. I just wanted to touch on Cole Swatter here. And then the other thing is, where does this leave Syracuse? Does this put them back as an NIT team next year, similar to what they were this year? Will they be a bubble team? And I think from here on out, Syracuse is a bubble team for years to come. And why I say that is because they haven't gotten a once-in-a-generational player in a long time. 19 years ago, Syracuse won the championship just yesterday, April 7, 2003. And obviously, Carmel Anthony was a once-in-a-generational pl- player. And the guys around him were also really good, too. You know, Billy Edelin also played at Oak Hill. And Jerry McNamara was great in the championship game. But don't forget Quet Dwayne, Craig Forth, uh, Josh Pace. You know, watching the highlights, I posted on the Facebook page, again, seeing the releases and some of the shots that they made in that game, especially the first half, second half, they slowed down. Hakeem Warwick with a block at the end, obviously. Just think about how that team was constructed. You had every piece covered. You had a guy who could score a bucket driving. That was Edelman. You could had McNamara who could hit a shot pretty much from anywhere, which he did in that game. You also had Dwayne, who was a bucket getter. Uh, fourth just kind of played his role, Warwick. Around the basket, he got better offense as he played more at Syracuse, but the team in general had every piece covered. And it kind of brings me to the next thing is, did Syracuse miss an opportunity in those years to win another title? And I think yes, because if you remember in 2004, I mean, Melo was gone because he went pro, and Dwayne was gone, and Force was gone, but they also had Hakeem Warwick back, Jerry McNamara back, Billy Eagleman back, Josh Pace back. Unfortunately, I think the problem of not winning, or the reason they didn't win that year is because of Billy Edelin. Billy Edelin was this great point guard, kind of like Mark Jackson in the NBA, where he wasn't so flashy, but he was six foot five. He could back down smaller guards, always get you a bucket. His passing was great, and it just fit very well with Jerry McNamara. You know, he would drive, kick the McNamara, be open, or he'd drive and score, or he'd drive and find a guy under the basket for a dunk. He was a great point guard. He didn't shoot great from the outside, but didn't have to for that team. And he had some trouble and ended up not playing for most of the season for Syracuse, especially at the end of the season. Syracuse was a five-seeding NCAA tournament. They beat BYU. Then they ended up beating Maryland in the second round by two points, which was the four seed. They faced the eight-seed Alabama, the one seed was gone in that bracket, and lost to the eight-seed Alabama. And I just thought 
man, they missed an opportunity because if they had won that game against Alabama, they would have faced Connecticut in the next round. And Connecticut went on to win the national championship that year. But if you remember, a month prior, Syracuse had beaten them in the Dome. I just think because Syracuse knew Connecticut, they had a chance to beat them in that game. Syracuse may not won the national championship, but preventing Connecticut to winning a national championship is sometimes just as good. Because what happened? Connecticut wins the 2004 championship, then they win in 2011, then they win in 2014. Yes, they're not tied together completely, but I just think that Syracuse perception could have completely changed by winning that game against Alabama and then, then beating UConn and going to the Final Four for two straight seasons. And who knows what happens. Once you get to the Final Four, you could win. And then in 2005, a lot of those guys were back again, and Syracuse won the Big East Championship at the Garden. And the next week they played Vermont. Vermont was a 13 seed. And Syracuse was a four seed, and Syracuse loses that game. And if you remember back then, there weren't a lot of great teams uh, going. And I think Syracuse had a really good chance of going to the Final Four that season, too. So I think they really missed an opportunity in 2004, 2005. Yes, not having Billy Edelin definitely played a role because he was just a really good point guard, and it stunk that he couldn't get it together and play for whatever reason. But even without him in 2005, losing to Vermont was was tough. And it, it changed Syracuse a little bit for a while, right? 2006, they went to the NCAA tournament only because they had a huge run in the Big East tournament, but that was not a good team. 2007 wasn't a good team. 2008 wasn't a good team, really. They were, eh, they, they were better, but they... They weren't great. 2009 was the year Syracuse played Connecticut, six-overtime game, and lost to the 3-16 with Johnny Flynn in 2010. So it took a while to get them back to higher status and getting some better players again. In 2010, they lost because Rinzi Anawaku got hurt, and a lot of people point to that year of one of the years Syracuse should have won it. But I point to 2004-2005 more because they had the pieces in place, they had the experience, they had a taste of it, they had Every opportunity right in front of them. You know, 2010 team, yes, they still should have won against Butler. I th- I think. I always will think. I know Butler went to the final and almost won the championship, but they were in that game. They could have won it. But 2004 season, 2005 season, it was right in front of them to win. So just my take looking back on the 2003 team. We'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Hopefully we can get back there because – and that was a long time ago, but it doesn't seem like too long ago, but it was. That's all I got for the Dome Dog podcast today. Hope you enjoyed my look back in history and also take on Cole Swatter. Hit me up on all the different uh, social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast on multiple of podcast platforms now. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Audible, Podbean. And please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash dome dog pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.